Hi there, I'm Pastor Rod Fair of Victoria, British Columbia, and I'm the lead pastor of North Douglas Church. This is North Douglas Church Online. We welcome you to this teaching today. I've been going over our core values of our church over the last number of weeks, and so this is part three and the final message in this series. And this is the day that I talk about generosity and cooperative service. And so I want to remind you about some of the things that uh, are very key and core to uh, our church. And the first is, of course, the key verse that we use from Ephesians 5, verse 2. In the New Living Translation, the first part of that verse says, Live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. And that, of course, tells us that we are followers of Christ and that we are about sharing the love of God. And that is so important. And how we go about that really has to do with what our core values are. And the list of our six core values are this. There, we value meeting with God. We value love for community. We value dependence on the Holy Spirit. We value generosity. We value cooperative service and we value the mission of the gospel. You know, these core values, along with that key verse that I said, as well as our mission statement, really helps us to, to stay on track with what God is calling us as a church to do. And so we can be faithful in what God is saying and how God is leading as we are reminded about these very foundational things. You know, we're dedicated to sharing God's love. We want people to know that Jesus Christ has come to be a demonstration of God's love, and we have such a great message to share. We want to share that with one another within the church context and within our own faith community, but we want to share that outside, and we want to uh, have the news go far and wide. You know, I've only been on uh, an actual train a few times. Of course, I've been on a sky train or some of these modern conveyances and trolleys and things like that that happen in various cities. But in an old-fashioned train, I've only been uh, a couple of times. You know, there's been uh, some instances when I've seen what happens when there's a, an old-fashioned engine and the, the, all the cars that go on and behind and the people that get in. But I know that there's more to uh, a train and the being able to transport people from one place to another than, than just those things. There is, of course, the track. And even beyond the metal lines that the wheels run on, there's, of course, the, the roadbed and the ties and how those uh, rails are spiked down at just the proper distance. You know, all of those things have to go into making a successful trip from one place to another on a train. Now, truthfully, one of those times I've been on a, a train-like conveyance has <laughs> been uh, at Disneyland. When my family went to Disneyland for the first time, we were able to ride that train around the park. It was thrilling, but we were not thinking about all the parts that went together to make that ride successful. We were thinking about, well, I need to get on here and I need to get off here if I wanna go to this particular place, but we weren't thinking about the actual track we weren't thinking about how those rails were spiked in uh, to the ties. We were not thinking about even how the engine works. We just wanted to get from one place to the other. In order for a successful trip from one place to another, all the pieces have to work together. And that's the way it is with the train, but that's the way it is with the church. You know, every time we have an event or every time we are reaching out to new people, 
or the things that we do, even just to have a worship service, it takes a lot of people working together. And we don't think about all the little pieces. But the truth is, when all the people are working together with a common goal, with the core values that are the same, we can keep on track to do what God has asked us to do. The main point of my message today is this. God guides us to make a personal contribution to his work through giving and working together so that the church is effective in sharing the gospel. You see, I believe that every person has a contribution to make to God's kingdom. And it doesn't matter if they're young, children can make a contribution in the things that they can do to serve God and it can help someone else. I believe that seniors, even though, you know, sometimes their energy is not what it used to be, sometimes they don't have the, the time that uh, they could spend or the, or the strength to be able to do the things that they see they would like to do, but there's still a contribution that can make, that they can make. And ultimately, people that are uh, parents, you know, they, they are so tired often and because their kids are doing all these different activities, you think, well, how can they ever have time uh, to, to make a contribution? They can make a contribution. I believe that each and every person is vital to the kingdom of God, that God gives us the gifts that are necessary in order to serve him and to help what uh, is needed to spread the gospel and to share the love of God. And so it's not about age, it's not about skill level, it's not about even people's personal circumstances. The thing is that we need to overcome that which would prevent us from making a contribution to the kingdom of God. We really need to ask the question, what will I do? So to help you with that question, I'm going to talk about these two core values today, uh, generosity and cooperative service. And so I'm going to start with cooperative service. You know, we frame the issue of service with the word cooperative for a very important reason. You know, far too many people hear the word service and they think, well, you know, what am I going to do? How am I going to make all of these things happen? And often they don't think about the word we. And the fact is that a church works best when we work together. And it's not about what one person can do, it's about what we collectively can do together. And so cooperative service is really important to us because no one person can do it all. We need everybody to pitch in, we need everybody to work together in order to be able to share the message of God's love. Each and every person is important. You know, Paul spoke to the people in Corinth and uh, they had a competitive issue going on in their church and they thought that some people were more important than others and you know ultimately he had to bring some correction and remind them that everybody needed to work together and this is what he said in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 The human body has many parts but the many parts make up one whole body so it is with the body of Christ some of us are Jews, some of us are Gentiles, some are slaves, and some are free, but we all have been baptized into one body by one spirit, and we all share that same spirit. Yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. If the foot says, I am not a part of the body because I am not a hand, that does not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear says, I am not a part of the body because I am not an eye, would that make it any less a part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, 
how would you hear? Or if the whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? But our bodies have many parts and God has put each part just where he wants it. You know, the Apostle Paul was challenging the church in Corinth, all of the people there, to think beyond themselves. He was challenging them to understand that every part is important, that we all need to work together, and as everybody does their part, then the kingdom of God is served well and people are reached for the gospel. You know, there are a lot of people that think a pastor like myself is the most important person in the church. But I want to tell you that I never think of myself that way. I mean, I am certainly employed by the church, so I'm paid to be here and have more time to give. And I don't look down on people that, you know, aren't employed, that are volunteers in the church because they don't have as much time that they can offer for the service of God. But their service and whatever they can give is just as important. And so whether they're in leadership or whether they're serving in hospitality or they're helping with child care, uh, maybe they're just cleaning the church and offering their time in order to be able to do the things that are necessary to help us to meet together. Those things are all important. And if we are not working together, then certainly, you know, as the leader, I'm going to hear the complaints, right? Well, my kids aren't looking after, looked after properly, or the church is dirty. Why is that happening in our building or when we meet together? Or there's uh, nobody to serve uh, coffee. There's nobody to to serve others uh, the necessary things to help. You know, all of that matters. And so if we find that people are not uh, contributing, then ultimately we're going to have struggle, a big struggle, being able to serve the kingdom of God. We want to be able to serve one another. We want to be able to serve God's love in all of its different element. And so we need to think about what it takes to make it happen. Just think about a church service. I mean, that is one of the things that we do on Sunday. You know, we meet together and we gather. What goes into it that uh, is far more than just whatever any one pastor could do. Well, just think about the office staff that do communication. If they didn't put that communication piece out, whether it be some announcement videos or whether it be the printed uh, page that helps people know what's going on, you know, that would be a struggle. What about the sound and media people that run all of the equipment in the service? The musicians that contribute to singing and praising God together so that people can enter into worship. You know, they're the the hospitality people and the ushers and those that are greeting people at the door with a smile to make them feel welcome. Like all of those people are uh, important in their service. And when we work together in order to serve and to help, then God is glorified in that service. And we actually share the love of God by what we do, how we treat one another and how we contribute to the kingdom of God. Colossians 3.17 says, Whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God their Father. And so I want you to know that every single uh, piece of service, everything that someone does, every act to contribute to the kingdom of God within the church and to reach out beyond the church, it is all important. And so I I challenge you to think, what could you do? What can you, what will you do in order to cooperate with others to serve the Lord? This is a key factor, one of the core values 
of our church. And we continually need to be reminded that we are working together for the kingdom of God. Now let's talk about generosity. You see, the core value of generosity is so closely linked to cooperative service because if you are going to serve God, we want you to give of yourself and you have to be able to do that with some joy. If you're going to serve God with the joy that he gives, you're going to have to learn to give, to to give yourself away, to be able to give that love of God to others. And so if you are willing to give, then you will be willing to cooperate with others. But generosity is really a core value in God's heart. It's what he gives to us, and we want to demonstrate that to others. Far too many people only think about generosity in terms of money. And yes, giving of your resources is important. It is valuable and helpful. But generosity is far more than just giving your money. Let me tell you this story. There once was a king who was very wealthy. He had everything that anyone could ever uh, give to him. And there was no, no piece of wealth that he didn't own. In fact, uh, people rarely could give him a present because he had everything. And what do you give to the person who has everything? One day, there was a young boy who showed up at the court and the king was sitting on his throne. And the boy said, I have a present for the king. Of course, the guard and the people that were in the royal court were kind of snickering behind their hand and said, oh, sure, what can a little child give to a king? But they admitted him and he went into the presence of the king and said, oh, king, I have a gift for you. And the king, expecting something, uh, held out his hand to receive the gift. But then the little boy opened his mouth and he began to sing a song right out from the depth of his heart. And he sang this song, maybe not perfectly, but it certainly was very heartfelt about uh, when his mother had fallen sick and died and, and how the kingdom had come alongside their family and helped them. And he sang this song of thanks to the king for all that the king had done for him and his family. Well, at the end of, uh, of his gift, at the end of his song, the king came down off his throne and went to that little boy and, and gave him a hug and said, thank you, thank you, thank you. I have never received such a wonderful gift in all my life. I want to remind you that the gifts that we give are not always that tangible, money aspect or or the gift of a physical thing. Often we are giving things away out of a heart of generosity that would encourage and help others. So we we give compliments or we give thanks, we give uh, words of, of encouragement. Well, the truth is those things are hugely valuable to those that receive them. So don't look down on any gift that it would be too small to help or encourage others. You know, Paul wrote to the church in Corinth once again and told them of the example of their of their neighbors. Basically, the Macedonians had heard about the the difficult time that the the Christians in Jerusalem were having because of uh, circumstances beyond their control of famine. They were in need and um, because that was the heart and where uh, Jesus Christ was from and, and how Christianity came to be, the Christians that were spread around the rest of the world 
felt compelled to be able to give a gift to help those that were in need in Jerusalem. And so the Macedonians had risen up and, and provided this gift, even though that they were in need and poor. And Paul reminded the people in Corinth who were from Greece that, hey, they had made a promise and there was other people that were, were jumping uh, into that promise and they really needed to follow through as the people of Corinth and what they had promised to do. And this is what Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians 8. Now, I want you to know, dear brothers and sisters, what God in his kindness has done through the churches in Macedonia. They are being tested by many troubles and they are very poor, but they also are filled with abundant joy, which has overflowed in rich generosity. For I can testify that they gave not only what they could afford, but far more, and they did it of their own free will. They begged us again and again for the privilege of sharing in the gift for the believers in Jerusalem. They even did more than we had hoped for their first action was to give themselves to the Lord and to us, just as God wanted them to do. And you see, Paul was reminding the people in Corinth that, hey, they made this promise and they needed to follow through with it. And they also needed to rise up and to give generously of their resources for the benefit of these people in Jerusalem. And they indeed did do that. You know, the Bible talks about the principle of tithing. And that is, while a tithe is a 10% of our income that we would pass on to uh, the kingdom of God in some way. Now, people give it to a church or ministry, or they, they give a tithe in order to benefit those that are spreading the gospel. Well, ultimately, that is pretty small measuring stick for, um, for what God wants us to give, because what he wants us to give is not just our money, but he wants us to give ourselves. And so there's so much more than just uh, giving a, a tithe gift of your money. It, it is that God wants you to give of yourself in the respect of what are you doing with your time? How are you spending your uh, resources for other people? How is it benefiting someone else, the things that you own? Uh, what about your encouraging words? How are you using your words to help someone else? And truthfully, I mean, how much time are you spending in prayer? And how is, are your prayers affecting others, whether they be uh, believers or not believers? Seriously, we have many things that we can give. And are we rising to the occasion to be people of generosity that would give of, out of the, the benefit that God has given to us? God has poured out his love and generosity into our hearts, and we need to share that with others. So God wants us to be the kind of people that would live generously. Let me finish this message with this uh, little story. I told you before that I'd recently started curling again, and uh, I love the curling sport. One of the things about it is I haven't been curling for a really long time, so I, I'm quite a new curler. And there are some people that have been curling for over 50 years. So whether you're young or old or been at it for a short time or a long time, you can play this sport. You can learn how to curl. One of the things that happens within uh, the team that I'm curling with is, of course, there's a, a lot of different um, experience levels. I'm, uh, I play lead, and so I throw the first rocks uh, in the curling uh, game. And what happens is uh, at each end, I throw the rocks that are usually guards, and they're the ones that are setting up for the rest of the game. 
After I've thrown my rocks, then I'm a sweeper. And so I sweep and help, uh, help the other's rocks to get where they're supposed to be. The second often throws the takeouts and tries to make that banging sound that people love so much in uh, curling. The third throws a lot of finesse shots. And of course, the skip is the one that has the last opportunity to throw his rocks and score the points as he gets them closest to the button in the house. One of the things that happens is there is no curling game that is won or lost just by one person. In fact, a whole team has to work together in order to be successful and win a match. And so we as a team, all four of us, work together to try and coordinate what we are doing in order to win the game. We don't always win, but we are working towards winning every single time we step onto the ice. And I tell you that because it is important for us to remember that as a church, we all have to work together. If we want to be successful in sharing God's love, let us strive to be able to cooperate and make a contribution, not only for ourselves, but that would come alongside of others' contribution and help in the service of the kingdom of God. And we do so out of a heart of generosity, that we would be able to share the love of God that he has given to us and we would benefit others. These two core values, generosity and cooperative service, are so key to who we are as a church that we want every single person to make that contribution. Some contribution that they can give, that they can help come alongside of others that will benefit the kingdom. Now, you might not know what that is for you. You might be struggling to say, well, how do I contribute? How do I help? How do I give out of a generous heart? You know, those are some of the questions that you have to answer as you pray and ask the Holy Spirit to direct you in an area of service or how you can be generous. And so I'm going to pray for you today and just ask that God would reveal those things. And no matter where you live or the kind of abilities that you have, the resources that you, you have, God will show you the way in order to be a person of generosity and a person of cooperative service. So Father God, we come to you today and we thank you for the opportunity to serve. Thank you for the opportunity to give. You have helped us so much in our lives. We are asking today, God, that you would guide each and every individual on what they can do in order to make a useful and helpful contribution to your kingdom. God, that we could be a part of sharing your love, regardless of how much time or how much money we do or do not have. God, would you direct us to know what is appropriate that we can do in order to serve you? We thank you for helping us to be a church that values these things so much. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for taking in this teaching today. I'll remind you that all of these teachings, all of these sermons are on our webpage, northdouglaschurch.com, as well as on our social media pages, Facebook, as well as on our YouTube channel. You can also find these messages on podcast, and so I trust that you will be able to follow through with the things that we have been talking about. I know that this is uh, going to be a great season as we dig into what God has for us in this fall and as we live out our core values. God bless you as you uh, are serving Him this week.